Hello and welcome to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel has been published in Forbes, the Wall Street Journal, and the Hartford Business Journal. You see him every weekend on Better Money. He hosts that on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundland in Hartford. Also on WCBB in Boston, Better Money airs at 7 a.m. on Saturday or during the 7 a.m. News Hour. He's the author of six books, including most famously The Money Map and Forced to Retire. Joe, what's happening? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited about the show today. We're going to talk about a lot of different things, some of the things that are going on in our country, some of the mistakes that uh, that clients or prospective clients that we see uh, making. I think it's going to be a great show. So folks, you might want to you know grab a pen, be able to take some notes here. We love coming to you every single week on the program Money Wisdom. We love the feedback we're getting from you, by the way. Um, if you want to drop us a line, drop us an email. Um, we love those emails uh, so far. We're getting tremendous feedback um, from those of you listening. And by the way, when you do contact us, um, sometimes we take those questions you have and turn them into show topics. So um, thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And let's jump into the show, John. I wanted to talk about retail sales because back from you know, fourth quarter retail sales and holiday sales were really through the roof this year. And obviously, that's just one economic indicator, but that was higher than they've been in six years. How does that factor into assessing the overall health of the economy? Because I know there are some things like job numbers are good. But then there yeah. are other things that people say are not good indicators. So what are we to make of all that? Well, let's back up for a minute and say we do not try to time the market here at this company. Uh, we believe that you need to have a financial plan and the investments should serve or should be a tool that that helps you get to the end result of that financial plan. Um, but with that, that said, we do pay a lot of attention to how good we think the economy is doing. We do um, do asset allocation when it comes to investments and make adjustments. And so I, I say that just to sort of set up how I'm going to respond to the question about what do we learn from retail sales. Well, we are a consumer-driven economy in the United States. Um, last time I looked, if I recall correctly, it was about 70% of our economy is, is based on the consumer spending money, whether it's big ticket items like automobiles or small ticket items like uh, books and I was going to say DVD players. I guess nobody uses those anymore. Bo- books and televisions and iPhones and things like that. We're very much a consumer-driven economy. And so looking at retail sales gives us a great feel for how confident is the consumer? How confident are people out there? Because consumer confidence is huge for our economy. If people are spending money, money is washing around in the economy into different institutions and out of various institutions into um, families in the form of paychecks and then out of those families in the form of spending and buying goods and services creates more jobs and so on. So it, it tells us, these good retail sale numbers tell us that things are not quite as bad as they could be. Now, we, I don't want to get into a debate here about what's good and what's bad and are we cherry-picking certain numbers. The bottom line is, you know, I talk to people all across the country. More people are working than have in the last few years. Uh, people have more confidence than they have in the last few years. Despite some of the reports we're seeing, the people I know that I talk to, their wages are going up. Uh, Their companies are hiring. So we've got sort of this deceptive situation where the markets are in turmoil. The markets are 
experiencing a lot of volatility. Worries, we're a long ways away from that last market downturn of 2008. And so maybe we're overdue for a market downturn. But at the same time, the underlying economy seems to be pretty good. By the way, I heard a very interesting statistic in our leadership meeting. Uh, Brian and Lorne helped me on the leadership team. And they were telling me that for the first year, um, hardcover books outsold ebooks for gifts. So people are buying, going back to those hardcover books. And even both of them said, I like to buy hardcover books instead of buying an ebook. So I thought that was um, very interesting. And I can't remember what the, I think the other one had to do with music. Um, buying actually CDs, if you can believe it, uh, or vinyl instead of uh, electronic music through, you know, iTunes or Spotify or whatnot. So just some interesting trends in the economy. Bottom line, long answer to your question, John, is, you know, those retail numbers from the holiday season through the roof, record numbers in certain segments of the goods and services that are available, very encouraging to me. If CDs and vinyl are making a comeback, it's only a matter of time before my cousin's storage shed full of Beanie Babies is back in style, and she can unload those for a pretty penny. I I told Brian and Lori, I said, I just transferred. I love hardcover books. I fly, and I read a lot, and I love hardcover books. I just begin to transfer over now into the the iBooks or uh, Kindle books, and I can read them on my iPad. And now apparently the trend is going the other way, so it just shows how up-to-date I am in my spending habits. Well, Joel, you see a lot of people all the time, every week, a lot of people coming in and out of the Johnson Brunetti offices. I'm curious to get your perspective on the perspective that other people have. What are some of the perspectives that people have about money or retirement planning or the economy in general that hurt them? What are the things that they're viewing wrongheadedly, if that's a word? Well, I was just having a conversation this last week with one of our financial advisors, and he was talking about the people that come in that have more money than average and how, you know, he was asking me, well, how do you answer certain questions, Joel? You know, I had this couple that came in um, in our Boston office and they uh, they had a certain amount of money and, and yet uh, the gentleman only wanted to talk about, you know, what particular investment strategy that we were going to use or, you know, is this product better or worse or um, do we use exchange-traded funds versus mutual funds? Do we buy individual stocks? How do we make sure if we buy a stock that we're going to sell it before it goes down? All those kind of things. And that's an example of somebody caught up in either financial products or financial strategies before they are interested in the relationship. In my opinion, the most important piece of choosing a financial advisor is the relationship with that person. Are they going to be a counselor? Are they going to be there for you when a crisis happens in your family? Are they going to be there for you when you're fearful about what's happening in the economy or you have to retire earlier than you thought or your spouse is ill or your child needs help in a difficult situation? Um, Do they have the wisdom because they have many other clients that are just like you to help you through those situations. So, you know, it's the relationship with the advisor that I think is more important than the particular investment strategies. Nobody really has this magical proprietary investment strategy, unless you're somebody like Bridgewater or someone like that, where, you know, you or I and probably nobody listening to this program has enough money to invest with them. So it's very important, I think, the relationship. And I think a big mistake a lot of people make is they get focused on, you know, deep down into, you know, our Vanguard index funds better than Fidelity's index funds versus, you know, dimensional fund advisors or 
something. And that is not the most important thing. When I go to a doctor, I have yet to ever uh, have a conversation about the chemical compounds that make up the particular prescription he is writing for me. Um, What I do know is if I trust him or not. And I know he's trained and he might not be trained at, you know, MIT or Harvard. I don't even know if MIT has a medical school. He might be trained at, you know, University of Minnesota or whatever, but I know I trust him and I know that he's there for me and I know that when I call, he calls me back. So I think people make the mistake of focusing on strategies and products versus the relationship. And that's probably the biggest impediment that most people have. And, you know, these people that are too smart for their own britches that get all, you know, focused on, you know, whether they have the perfect investment strategy, usually they're the ones that get hurt. They're the ones that get hurt or they leave their spouse with a um, inadequate plan and no relationship with a good advisor. Red Letter Day, this is the first time the phrase too smart for your own britches has been used on the Money Wisdom program here. Uh, You mentioned you don't care about the chemical compounds and the medication that your doctor gives you. Uh, You also don't really ever ask him where he went to med school in most cases. Uh, Do you find that people are too caught up in financial advisor designations that may or may not be important? Um, Boy, I think financial advisor designations are pretty important, at least at the firm level. So for instance, at our firm, I don't know how many certified financial planners we have, you know, out of 36 people, I think we have seven, um, maybe even eight. So I think that's important. If you do everything as a team, like our firm does, John, there's always a certified financial planner in that conversation, um, discussing, you know, strategies and different ways to help a client get to where they want to get to. So I do think it is important. However, I, I must say that a person with no financial designations at all can be a much better advisor than somebody with all the education in the world and all the letters behind their name. So this really gets down to who can help you the most, who can act in your best interest, who do you think understands you, and not is going to pick the best products, but that is going to get you to the end of the road where you want to get to with the least hiccups and also not putting you in a position where you're going to bail out on a plan and really hurt yourself. Well, when we're talking about people having their perspectives on the wrong things, that really leads us into the conversation of how wealthy people view the world and view money differently than the average investor. And I know you wrote a book about that, and I did not ask your permission before the show, uh, so I will publicly ask you in front of God and everybody here. Can we give away a couple of copies of The Wealthy Think Differently? Uh, Sure, John, let's do that. And just to recap, I know we've talked about the book on this program, was written just last year. Uh, I wrote the book, and it's it's a quick read. I call it an airplane read. This is not a novel. It's just I love writing these little books on one subject. The Wealthy Think Differently talks about the different ways, and and I almost hesitate to use the word wealthy. Uh, I should probably say successful because you can be a successful family person. You can be a successful um, person that works in the charity world. You can be a successful business person. You can be successful because you make a lot of money. So I'll let you define that the way you want. But there are some differences in the way the successful or the wealthy think. They think in terms of abundance, not scarcity. They don't walk around thinking everybody's out to rip them off. And of course, these are general statements, but most people that we deal with. Uh, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, actually, come June. And uh, I've learned a lot from a lot of clients and a lot of prospective clients. And this is just something I feel very strongly about that the wealthy think differently. And so, yeah, let's give away a few of the books. You can text us 
705-1232. Again, if you want a free copy of my book, The Wealthy Think Differently, just text 1-800-705-1232. Leave your first and last name, and we will get back to you. Uh, If you want to just call, it's a lot easier. You can leave a message with us, 1-800-705-1232. If you text us, leave your first and last name. Uh, If you call, just leave your name. We'll be glad to get back to you and get you out a copy of that book. Again, The Wealthy Think Differently. Again, that number to call, 800-705-1232. You can also text, if that's your preference, 800-705-1232. Let us know your name. Let us know you'd like a copy of The Wealthy Think Differently, and we'll connect with you to figure out how to get that in your hands. 800-705-1232. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Speaking of, Joel, I should have mentioned this earlier. Uh, We haven't even really talked about the Huskies in uh, basketball since basketball season started. Uh, But tell me your thoughts. I'm just going to give you the floor, open-ended. Tell me your thoughts on the UConn basketball programs, both of them this year. Well, well, first of all, let's talk about the men. It's so, you know, we've got this new coach, Danny Hurley, and uh, man, it's just nothing against what happened in years before, but it's like night and day. The enthusiasm around the team now. Um, I was just uh, recently at the game. I got to sit courtside there because, uh, of course, through our partnership with UConn, we get uh, tickets for clients and so on. And just the enthusiasm, the intensity of the team, the intensity of the coach and the coaching staff, the excitement. Um, you know, we've got teams doing better than it did last year. You know, I know they're not there yet where they want to be, but um, it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal the difference that a change in leadership can make. Because there's not that much difference in the players and so on, but everybody's playing better. So just just a lot of fun. I'm so excited to be um, part of the University of Connecticut Huskies partnership program, official wealth management partners of the Yukon Huskies. The women, hey, the women are always uh, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm a big Geno fan. By the way, if you haven't heard it, Geno's got a podcast. Uh, just search Geno REM on iTunes, and he's got a podcast, and it's pretty interesting. Got some great guests. Tiger Woods, Charles Barkley, um, just a lot of really neat guests. But the women are always, you know, just doing great. I mean, they're doing good. They lost a game here this year, regular season game, first they've one they've lost in, in quite a few years, but still a lot of fun. So, you know, just a lot of fun. And, and I can't tell you, I go around the country and I wear a UConn shirt. I was in San Diego a little while back and people say, hey, UConn, you know, I'm a big fan and so on. So, it's pretty awesome what the athletics program has done for our state and for our university. And not only are you the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies, also a tuition-paying dad. Gonna oh yeah, sure yeah. I've got a son. I've got a son up there. In fact, let me brag for a minute. Okay, uh, is that okay, John? I guess we got time can, for it. Go can ahead. Can I brag? Okay. So my son Joel, Joel Christopher uh, Johnson, uh, my son Joel is a computer science major up there, doing great. Tough major. You know, he's in the engineering school, getting a computer science degree, and just got, I hope I don't get in trouble for this, um, but just got hired by the Hartford. Next summer, he's going to be working for the Hartford, big insurance company, and and I'm so proud of him. He's going to be um, uh, 
you know, learning about the company, uh, learning about computer programming in a big insurance company is going to have exposure to different departments. So it's just neat. It's neat to see the kids. My oldest now is 28. My youngest is 19. Just see them developing in their own lives and growing. And somebody said, how are your kids doing, Joel? I said, so far, so good. Um, everybody's doing well. You know, no, no surprises. And some of your parents know what I mean by that. T- time will tell, but I'm just so excited. Well, we'll allow you to brag from time to time. Once a month, you're allowed to brag. So put that on your calendar. Interesting. We're talking about UConn basketball because I remember years ago uh, listening to Jim Calhoun talk about eliminating the bad habits that some of his players at the time had developed and talking about how that was going to be a focus, getting rid of these bad habits on the basketball court. And so let's do the same thing here. Let's talk about some of the bad habits that people have related to their financial life. And maybe you can tell some stories of people who got themselves in trouble because they had these bad financial habits. One of those bad habits is ignoring your account statements, just not paying any attention at all. Some people maybe open it and then throw it away immediately. Some people don't even open it. Yeah, I think it's important to open those financial statements. I know in times of of tough markets, a lot of people say, I don't even want to look. I don't want to open my financial statements. And by the way, I could make an argument for that attitude. Because if you think you're going to react in a negative way, and what I mean by negative is you're going to do the wrong thing at the wrong time. Like when the markets are doing great, you want to put more money and you, you know, buy at the top um, because it feels like they're going to just keep going well, keep, keep going up, right? Um, or market's doing tough, going the wrong direction, and you're going to be tempted to sell. You know, maybe there's a little bit of an argument for not opening every financial statement or not going online every day. However, you've got to be aware of where you stand. You know, if you started on January 1st and you had a million dollars in your 401k, at least open that first quarter end statement. Take a look at how the different investments did and what's the total? You know, is it more than a million? Is it less than a million even though you've been adding money? Just kind of get a, a feel for how things are going. But one of the reasons why we encourage people to work with a financial advisor, it doesn't have to be us. I mean, we're not the only good firm out there. But one of the reasons we encourage people to work with a financial advisor is that financial advisor will you will talk you down off the ledge, so to speak. They will try to get you to not make the wrong decision, that decision that your emotions are telling you to make. Try not to make the wrong decision in times of either stress or times when everything's going great. So don't ignore your financial statements. Be aware of what's happening, but don't second guess every time the wind blows in a different direction. Or, you know, let's say you own GE, let's say you own 50 stocks and one of them's General Electric. Well, don't be all upset because one of your stocks went down. That's why they call it a portfolio. Not everything's going to go up at the same time. So be aware of your financial statements. Try not to react. Addiction can be a bad habit in almost every walk of life, and it's actually true in your financial life, too. A lot of people, Joel, get addicted to a rising stock market and can't walk away from that risk when they should. Well, right. Most people right now are taking too much risk, and they're kind of finding out right now they were taking too much risk, maybe too much exposure to growth stocks or way heavily weighted in the technology area. But again, the addiction part of this is just spending money in other areas like the market's just going to keep going up. You know, buying a car and financing it. Maybe we should have bought a little less expensive car. Maybe we should have bought a two-year-old car so we can borrow less money or borrow no money at all. Uh, So this is really where it gets into, you know, our habits begin begin to change because of what's happening in the market, because we feel wealthier than we really are, because our wealth is dependent on something that we have no control over. So got to be careful of being addicted to a rising stock market and 
spending money, buying that bigger house that maybe you shouldn't. You know, we, we tell people always make sure you're saving money and don't have your all your money exposed to risk because things will change. I guess this bad habit might be something that the people who never open their account statements, they also probably have this bad habit, which is procrastinating financial decisions that need to be made. Most people procrastinate, but we have logical reasons for doing it, right? Like I, I don't understand or I need to do my research or I wonder what my friends would say or why isn't everybody else doing this? You know, there's always this logical reason to procrastinate, but most people procrastinate and they get hurt um, if they know the thing to do. And we don't always know 100% that it's the right thing to do. So maybe you need to be okay with getting 80 or 90% of the information. I mean, we're not sending rockets to the moon here or building jet airplanes. Um, you may not ever have 100% of the answers, but you get as much information as you can. If you're asking for advice from somebody else, you trust them that they're doing the right thing for you, and then you tread cautiously, but you've got to make decisions. A lot of life is just momentum when it comes to being financially successful. So try not to procrastinate on those financial decisions. And then one final bad habit we should mention here, Joel, is constantly hoping for good returns instead of actually taking action. You find yourself at the mercy of the market, just hoping, well, I hope this was a good day or a good week or a good year, instead of actually doing things to put yourself in a better position. Yeah, I tell you, here's a good way to find out if you're if you're in this hoping mentality is, does your mood change when the market changes? You know, I have a financial plan. Most of our clients have full financial plans. They don't come to us just to say, here, invest this portion of my money. We've built a plan for them. In fact, I, I can't think of anybody in the last few years that hasn't had a plan built for them. And the investments serve the plan. So when the good returns stop, it's not a big deal. You have a plan and baked into that plan was the fact that the market's not going to go up forever. Also baked into that plan was sometimes the market performs much better than average and we adjust those returns, we adjust those investments, I should say, because the financial plan is the guideline. That is the map. That's the North Star. We can't control the investments, but we can put together a plan that makes sense for ourselves and for our families. Joel, I know the money map retirement review process really helps for some people, unveil some of these bad habits that they didn't know they had. Other people know they have the bad habits. They just don't know what to do about it. So describe for us what the Money Map Retirement Review looks like and how we can take advantage of that if we'd like. Well, the Money Map is our unique process that we use to create a financial plan for people. Uh, we call it the Money Map. I think everybody should have a Money Map. It's putting your entire financial life on one page. It's very graphic. We've got the, your concerns. We have the agenda for the meeting that we're about to have with you. Um, if you want a meeting, we have your income analysis before retirement and after retirement. We've got the amount of risk that you're taking, the exposure to the market versus money that's uh, kept in a safe place. We've got all of your accounts on one page. If you're married, we have the differences in both spouses and the way they approach money. And then backing up that money map, that beautiful one-page plan, is an income analysis for retirement. You know, Are you going to have enough money to last for the rest of your life? A very important question that needs to be answered. The other one is a risk analysis of your portfolio. In a given six-month period of time, how much can you expect your portfolio to go up or down? And then you can decide if you're comfortable with that risk. So it's the money map. We want to give you your own 
money map, your customized money map. It's real simple to get it. You just give us a call. We'll set up a time to visit with you. You come into one of our offices, sit down with an advisor. We'll ask you some questions. We'll have a cup of coffee, and then we will go to work and build you your customized money map. If you don't want to become a client, that's fine, but get your money map. It will be helpful to you. It's our simple version of a financial plan, but it's got all the components in there. Your goals, how hard is it going to be to meet your goals? What's the probability? How should you set up your investments, your insurance, and your financial life to meet those goals? So call now, 1-800-705-1232. Once again, it's 1-800-705-1232. Set up a time to come in and visit with us. It's absolutely complimentary, but I think you're going to be really glad you came in. And you can get a copy of my book, The Wealthy Think Differently, when you come in for that visit. 1-800-705-1232. 800-705-1232. You can call or text. Might be easier for you to text right now while it's on your mind. Just let us know your first and last name if you want to call and leave a voicemail. That works too. Either way, we'll get back in touch with you and figure out how to Nail down a time for your money map retirement review. 800 705 1232. That's 800 705 1232. Fun show today. Covered a lot of ground and had some fun along the way. We'll talk with you next week. Same time, same place, right here next week on Jill Johnson's Money Wisdom. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products and services are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents in all appropriate jurisdictions.